0: What? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever in the morning. A fever all through the night.
1: Okay, folks, welcome to episode eighty-four of the dynasty fever podcast, the Art Powell episode. He was a wide receiver and a defensive back for the New York Titans from 1960 to 62 before they became the New York Jets. I believe that next year in 63 they became the New York Jets. I don't know if my very sexy co-host Jesse Schneeman knows a lot of famous 84s on the Eagles off the top of his head, but please subscribe, rate, and review while he looks it up. Uh, Make sure you... uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like and comment, and all that jazz. Jesse, how you doing? And tell me. Well, what came, came to my I'm
0: great, Brian. Thank yeah. you so much. It's so so great to be here. What came to my mind is wasn't that Fred X? I, I want to say Fred X was Fred number eighty four.
1: Fred Baxter for the Jets was number eighty four, a tight end for. Well, I Fred think, X I was remember.
0: the had the famous fourth and thirty two conversion against the Packers in the playoffs for the Eagles.
1: Who's Fred X? Is that um, an actual name? Like the last name? No, was- he
0: called him. He called himself Fred X. Oh. Um, his name was Freddie. Fred. Uh, I'm gonna find it out. So
1: while you're looking that up, I, I yes. saw this clip the other day from I think it was 1993, 1994. Of, I don't have to look it up. I'm sorry. It was Freddie Mitchell of a punt return where, like, yes. I guess something like the Saints thought the play was over. And the guy scooped it up. In the, I don't know what it, what the whole rules thing was. The guys scoops it up at the end zone. I think it was the Rams or whatever. Runs it like, whatever, 110 yards. It's like the longest punt return in NFL history, right? And you know what stood out to me? We've talked about this before. The shoulder pads. Hmm. It was the like the age of shoulder pads. When shoulder pads meant something. When there was actual substance to shoulder pads. And jersey sleeves were long yeah. and hung off
0: the big shoulder pads. Yeah, they had they had big shoulder pad, they had big shoulder pads. They had big thigh pads. They had actually big pads that protected them from injury. And that's something. Everybody's
1: injured this year. I know we say it every year. Like the injuries seem to be piling up this year. It this year is like I can't, I can't. Like, it, it's just everybody's hurt all the time. It They're is. Fine.
0: It, it is, it's like, it's last year, but worse. I mean, if you remember, we had hurt and ineffective quarterbacks last year, too. And we had this cover two or whatever you want to call it. It's deep safeties. It could be cover three or cover six or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's
1: too it, high, like me every night.
0: <laughs> it's deep safeties. It's, um, you know, no big plays. Just it's limit it. the big plays and frustrate the hell out of the quarterbacks. I think one thing you we, we have seen though for sure is there's a group of quarterbacks in the NFL that you can't blitz. You you would just get destroyed if you blitz Tua, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, um, Josh Allen. Uh hurts to a degree, um, but he actually can uh, be a little, little susceptible to it sometimes. He is he's mm-hmm. not the quickest decision maker. Um a little bit CJ Stroud right now. Um, he's shown that he can pick that up and get rid of the ball very quickly. Oh yeah, know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. where he's going with it. I
1: think that's um, one of the main reasons why he's so you know, shooting up rankings right now is not only the scheme and the coaching, right, and the fact that he's a very good deliverer of the football and like, but he gets it out quick. I mean, that's part of the scheme is getting it out quick. Like Tua gets it out in like two point three seconds or whatever. Stroud, same thing. Yeah. A lot, a lot of Lawrence's trouble is. Is when it's between two point five and four seconds. And that's when yeah, you have focus. to
0: be predisposed to that, and well, and part of I think part of Lawrence's problem is the line. Um, it's it's a little bit deceiving because what happens is the line breaks down, and he's really good at escaping. So now he's held the ball longer, but it's not his fault that he held the ball. He he had to elude, and now he gets to start looking again, and now you know the whole thing has changed, and. I mm-hmm. Their their line is a is a real issue, um, right now. But also, don't love the scheme. Yes. Okay. So let's talk. Let, let's take a
1: little bit of a detour before we get into the wide receiver episode about the discourse around Stroud is better than Trevor Lawrence. Right. Like I have them in the same tier now. I'm willing to I'm willing to do that. Like results are what they are. Right. Um. Do I have Stroud one spot above T-Law now? Yes. Do I think in five years wow. T-Law could be three spots above Stroud? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, so what I've been seeing in the streets about it, and you, you tell me, right, because I'm I'm the – heard this analogy with uh, Matt Waldman and Adam Harstead, right, of the, the fox and the hedgehog. The hedgehog, the hedgehog essentially knows a, a little bit about a lot. And the fox, and the fo- or was that the fox? I forget. Anyway, um, that's me. I'm consuming too much fantasy content because I have too much time on my hands. I'm researching things. I'm compiling things, right And you, I think your strength is like knowing ball, knowing X and O's, and, and evaluating talent, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm. So what I hear in the streets. The Greg Cassell doesn't like his footwork. You've talked about that before. He's tall, so he's a strider, like he skips a step, something like that. I've heard the scheme is vanilla. Like, for example, it's not getting Ridley in motion. Like when Zay Jones is out, like all of Ridley's targets now are outside the numbers and 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 deep. And those are low success rate targets. And Peterson gave away play calling to whoever if I forget the name. And maybe he should take it back because the scheme just doesn't seem to be working. It's not It's not taking the weapons and putting them in the right place. There's offensive line woes. And honestly, there's weapons woes, which I think is an argument against Lawrence because C.J. Stroud is uplifting Noah Brown, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins, who are good in their own right but are not special. Uh, T-Law, T-Law needs better weapons, I think, to be better. But that's you know. So so t- talk to me about Stroud I, and All All
0: right. So I I, I uh, I'm going to push back on the weapons. I think law has got great weapons. I think the scheme is. Oh, I agree, and, and I think that's that's a
1: knock against him. Is that Stroud is uplifting his weapons? Lawrence needs more weapons. To, it seems to even be to, to he doesn't he need more weapons.
0: He, okay. He he needs more time, and he needs a better scheme. Really okay. is that? That's what it is, and and I think he needs to do a better job. I'm not exonerating him completely. He's okay. he's not exactly played well. He's also missed throws that he should hit. Uh, Herbert's been missing him shitload of throws too, by the way. But that's that's another discussion. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. <clears throat> yeah, Stroud is just in a better position right now and is performing better. He's hot um trevor lawrence also just played the niners um and, like he's played a couple pretty tough defenses recently yeah and, yeah and he has performed poorly against poor defenses as well this season so it's not just that either um I, I i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt right now and i'd like to see him you know improve his play over the second half of the season i really I hope Doug Peterson can get things a little more creative. He was known for creativity when he was with Philly. So um, it, it's very surprising to me. Watching their shit is like watching just uh, like a it, – it's just sort of your old West Coast offense. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really they're, – they're not scheming things, and I think they need to. You know, besides Kirk and Ridd. They need to make people fear some things underneath, right? While the while those guys work intermediate and deep, so that these deeper safeties have to creep up. Um, they they're working at the end fabulously. I love the, the usage there, but um, I guess Jamal Agnew's probably hurt. Tank bixby has been a huge, huge disappointment. Um, I'm taking I my L really on that have. one. Yeah, me me too. I mean, I I, I like him coming out. I think he's. I think the game seems a little too fast for him. Every time he comes in, he's got two carries and a fumble. Mm. So, um, out snapped by Dernis. They kind of are missing. Kind of are missing a, like a gadgety type of player. Um, neither Kirk or Ridley really fit that. And they're not. They're not using Ridley well at all. He is open. He's not standing there waving his arms open but there are windows for him.
1: People are ready to just... So I, I was listening to a well-respected Dynasty podcast and one host asked the other, what would you need to, to get added to Ridley for you to give up your Tank Dell? And the host somewhat sarcastically responded, well, something that's worth Tank Dell because Ridley's worth nothing. People Whoa. are ready to... Just be out on Ridley because and also because his future is uncertain. I think this is the only year he's under contract with Jaguars, which yeah. can be a good thing. Maybe he lands somewhere that's even better. Maybe T. Higgins lands in Jacksonville. Hmm.
0: That, hey, I mean, that'd be I, great. I don't think I don't think Ridley's playing poorly. I think that's a misread of the situation.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think he's played poorly either, but I think it's more of like a well, what's happening on the field? Is he scoring the points? He's not. So. You know, until that changes, I what do we really want? From, you know, what do we really want him for? I need points on my roster. I think that's more where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And and now and now, Zay Jones domestic battery. So who knows if he's coming back to help to to do that outside the numbers stuff, to do that deeper stuff, to free up Ridley more. Like they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I have faith. In, I have faith in Lawrence. I do. Like I, I mean, have him quarterback eight, and I have Stroud six. So it's not like it's like,
0: you know. I think they've got the – with the three healthy options they have, uh, as well as ATN, they just need better root concepts, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with you. So, um, And time to
1: execute them. This, I think, will help bring us into the wide receiver conversation. Um, I was going back and forth, very friendly way, with a couple people who are – Among the faster reactors in the dynasty space, I tweeted the other day that essentially dynasty has become so overreactive now in season. It's like day trading and it's just not, it's just not me. That's just not my vibe. That's not how I operate. Right. And so like there are edges to be found there where if you, you know, if you're on top of things and you're in your leagues and you're, and you're buying every dip that you think is inefficient and you're flipping and all that. That's fine, right? That's just not me. I don't have the time for it. I don't. I'm not as aggressive in the trade market. I slow roll. I'm the guy who buys a stock, and his portfolio may go up and down, but over a certain amount of period of time, it rises like the stock market does. Whatever, ten percent over whatever minute many times, right? I'm not the person going in there and making daily trades based on you know the fact that like now, oh, now Levis could be you know like. I think uh forget what I'll keep Trey Cup, but he was like quarterback, I think like 16. And it's like, come the fuck on. You know what I mean? You know, and like I understand we I have no quarterback play. 16, we're starved, some... we're starved for quarterback play, and I get it, but like that may be true that he's like worth number like he's sixteenth in value. It doesn't mean that I want to rank him 16 or that he's the 16th guy I want on my team. And, and to me, I just I'm done with the day trading, but anyway, I was going. I a little it bit will to and- trade. I traded. I was for was going. I, I, I. Okay, what what'd you pay? Because right, I, so I I I sold him.
0: It's a two QB league. Um, my QBs to start the season were Tua Stafford, AR, and Daniel Jones. Right, so obviously I'm now without Daniel Jones and AR. Um, and Stafford on IR or whatever. I'm missing a few weeks, yeah. Yeah. And now Stafford's back or whatever. But yeah, I needed to do something. So I traded, I was trying to trade Daniel Jones, and that's a tough sell. Um and it's a 10 team league. So my early second is that I got back is worth a little more, just a preface. But anyway, I traded AR and my contenders first for Levis. Olave, and um, this Rebuilder second. Mm-hmm. So I, I traded back I don't know two to six spots in the draft depending on how things shake out.
1: So I so uh, I sold Levis kind of like I did with Puka off that first big game. What I did was I did with same thing with Puka. I'm going to ride a couple shares. I'm going to do a process sell on this one share and get out now. And that's what I did. I got pop Douglas in two seconds for Levis right now, you know, could he play his way into being worth more? Yes. But am I fairly confident that like his ceiling is, I don't know, being like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of, of our age. Yeah, I kind of do. And so I'm fine doing that right now. So I'll keep Trey cut right now because he had a bad week last week, and they react every five minutes. Um, he's quarterback eighteen, right? One behind Bryce Young. Ah, really eighteen? Really? You're gonna you're gonna want him over um, Matthew
0: Stafford, like you know, yes. I, I... So let's. Let's take a break from ranking him for a second okay. and yeah. break down what we've seen. Yeah. Right. So he had the one big game that looked great.
1: Right. Well, um, his expected fantasy points were 13. His expected touchdowns were 0.94. And I didn't his say perception was, was one. Right. So if he actually, came I didn't out, say his
0: stats were great. I said, but he, he actually, came, or his advanced stats four, were great. I said, yeah. he looked great. His arm looks strong. He's decisive. He's, he's, he's got a he's big confident. arm. He throws with gunslinger
1: confidence. Med,
0: he, gunslinger mentality. Confidence. Yes, confident. will throw it downfield. And it really worked for him. Yeah. And then he got into the next two games, and what really worked for him kind of worked against him. Right? So, gunslinger mentality, willing to throw it across his body, across the field, and get it picked off. Like, the last game he threw one pick, he probably should have thrown three or four. I was watching it very closely because um, I had just traded for him and was really curious to see what I have. I still like him a lot. He's got a lot of ability. And, yeah, I really like the uh, the attitude. Like I said, he's, he's decisive and willing to throw into tight windows, willing to throw it downfield. Hopefully he learns, you know, over – Hopefully a short amount of time, but he learns how to rein that in and and use it well. Um, There's a lot of Josh Allen to his game. And we're seeing that
1: that's not necessarily a good thing a few years later. So anyway, I know I was jumping down your throat, but because like here's his anyway.
0: So I I like him. I think he's if he came out of that first, he's worth at least a first right now. No, I'm, there's no way I'm
1: yeah, giving you piece. a first for Will Levis. I'm not. I mean, he may be worth that in the market. I'm not giving you a first for him.
0: Small sample. What do you think about
1: the trade that I made? You didn't give me an opinion. I'm sorry. Give me the, because it was, it was more pieces. So give me, give me it again.
0: It was uh, AR and a contender's first for Levis, Olave, and a rebuilder's second. I think if you need the points
1: now, that's a very good trade. Mm. Yeah, need, yeah. I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a very good trade if you need the points now. So what I what I was what I was saying was if he came out of that first game with box score stats that were closer to his like his peripherals, if he came out with 14 points, fantasy points, one TD and one interception, nobody would fucking care. He's lived off that one game in a small sample size. He still has bad footwork. Ten weeks into the season, he still is bad under pressure, which is one of the things that we were concerned about him to begin with. But the confidence
0: thing—he's
1: been bad under pressure statistically. So the thing that I want to add: bad under pressure, but I, I everybody's worse under pressure yeah. than they are not under pressure. And yeah. A pressure drop back is worth like half the fantasy points that a, that a non-pressured dropback is I get that but he's bad anyway and he and he's thriving because or barely thriving cuz DeHop can mug people and not get called for OPI like let's like i i <laughs> anyway the confidence thing i want to ask you about because he's one behind Bryce Young here in this in this KTC ranking and the more i'm watching young quarterbacks like Levis and Howell and whatever, that they may be coming into the league not as well-respected as prospects, as guys like, I don't know, like a Bryce Young say, right? You know, these cerebral guys who are, like you know, like – are you know, have a good football IQ. But Bryce Young, as much as he doesn't have weapons, as much as the play calling is vanilla, there's also instances where it's like, let it rip, dude. Like, throw it into a tight window. Throw it – too many young rookies are don't have confidence – like you may fuck up but levis and howell are fucking slinging it they're like fuck it yolo let's try it you know what i mean yeah. and and i think one of young's biggest issues and this doesn't show up you know in advanced stats or anything like that or except for maybe you know big time throws cuz that that counts tight windows and stuff he's just not he's just not confident like there's like that's i think that's a problem with some of these young guys <clears throat>
0: Yeah, uh I agree with Bryce Young for sure. Um, and Ritter too. Although Ritter's Ritter. not great, but again, very
1: careful. Just let it rip, dude. He also throw some trust balls. It. Be a Heineke. Throw some trust <laughs> balls to Pitts and yeah. London. You know, like come on.
0: Right. You have the perfect guys for that. Yeah, I was hoping oh, I was hoping it would look better with Heineke, by the way. It does not mess down there
1: so i was getting into it with these day traders and this couple people they had stroud fourth overall in dynasty now fourth quarterback fourth overall right so i was thinking about like a, like if a startup is tomorrow right i'm taking mahomes hurts allen lamar Chase, Burrow, Stroud, Herbert. That's like my seven. And then after that is any mix of J. Jeff, A.J. Brown, Lamb, Dijon. Um, excuse me. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor, Anthony Richardson, maybe some Tua, Kyla Murray. Make your make your final five out of those guys. I don't care. Um, how many quarterbacks? are in the circle of trust. How many quarterbacks are you taking before you take the first non QB?
0: Well, first of all, I I want, we have to back up a sec because. You've been trying to sell me this J Jeff drop for a couple weeks now, and I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. He is J Jeff still. He is tier one of his own in wide receiver. That's how I see him. That's how I have, uh, he's no different than he was coming into the year. Just because he got hurt a little bit. A little, I, everybody gets hurt a little bit. It's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Just because he lost Kirk Cousins, it has not been a problem for the other weapons so far. So, I, uh, I, Has it been a problem for
1: Hawkinson? It, I mean, It hasn't been a problem for Hawkinson because that's what a a, a you know a a, a, it a quarterback a like Dobbs does either. is he he peppers he peppers low 8. targets to hawk i would do that too right like okay, i mean but somebody's are not beat.
0: just low they're not just low 8. either and um addison's been great not great but good he scored two weeks ago and last week in his bad week he was 4 for 69 is that bad you know what i mean when they were like you said they were peppering hawk but he was wide open on a constant so, basis
1: all right, so my J. Jeff thing is partly him, but like let's let's leave that aside for now. I'll get to it, but, but it's also partly like AJ Brown is attached to Jalen Hurts in his prime and is fucking beasting and showing that it's not really the one A 1A and one B there. It's AJ Brown and it's everybody else. Right? All right, so let's get into that. Secondly, with J. Jeff, the thing with him is. Kirk Cousins is already 35. Kirk Cousins blew his Achilles. Kirk Cousins is going to be the quarterback for Atlanta or San Francisco or Tennessee or whoever next year. He ain't going to be the quarterback for Minnesota. The one thing that J. Jeff has going for him, he can leave. Addison stuck there for his rookie contract. J. Jeff can leave. But right now he's he's in the same tier. AJB, J. Jeff and lamb for me, but He's there with them. He's not up with Chase anymore.
0: Yeah, I just uh, we'll agree to disagree on that. We won't be able to convince each other. So now with AJB and uh and Slim Reaper. So Mm -hmm. it it was kind of this way last year at this time, kind of saying the same things, and then Goddard got hurt, and the same thing has happened this year. It's kind of around the same time. And I without the concentration of Goddard, I, I really think that you're going to see Devonta Smith take off like he did last year. And it's not going to hurt A.J. Brown. So he's going to take his own numbers. He's going to add Goddard's numbers. And some of that is going to be some of that's going to go to the running backs as well. But you're going to really see Devonta Smith get used a lot more now.
1: Okay, I'll buy it. But if you if you need the Goddard, Goddard injury, and you need and you need Hertz to finally be running more and not well, run Goddard and has then not handing it off to Swift as much to be that. Then you're not that.
0: Goddard has really been the second option, but that's because he is a tight end, and that's it. Just plays a different position, so it's just the way the offense has been designed. I'm telling you. Devonta Smith will, will now be the second option. Okay. Um, all right. So,
1: so we've now already argued about like uh, about the top of, of wide receiver rankings. I didn't have too too much time to to dig into yours, but um, so you know, you have Jefferson and Chase up top. I've got Chase up top, and then Lamb, AJ Brown, and Jefferson in some order in that next tier. Your second tier below Jefferson and Chase. Includes A.J. Brown and Lamb, but also joining them is Tyreek and Amon Ra, right? And I have, yeah, I have Tyreek and Amon Ra down in a tier with Wilson, Alave, and Diggs. I don't have them up there with that second tier. For me, Amon Ra, super productive, right? But that offense is developing. Gibbs still coming into his own Montgomery's got a really good role still in that offense Laporta is Laporta-ing they're starting to get more confidence in Jamison Williams and giving him more snaps and I've always thought that Amon Ra's outkicking his coverage as far as his talent and his prototype goes and really is benefiting from the low dot quarterback so to me like we've already seen the ceiling it might be there for a couple more years or whatever but like that's that's it that's what Amon Ra is and I don't think he'll ever grow, right? And Tyreek, yeah, I but I think producing. But he's almost thirty. So tell me why they should be up there with those other guys.
0: All right, so with Amin Ra, I just think his skill set. It doesn't. He. It's good that he has other good players around him because it just makes the offense more of a boat, right? It makes it. It makes it a larger pie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's more opportunities, and he is just so good. I've just. Gotten to the point where I, I've, I have admitted that I was so wrong on him. Oh yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought he had he was a scheme guy and he's not. Like he's he's James Harden. He's not he's not a system guy. He is the system. Do you get that reference?
1: No, I don't really watch basketball much, so I'm not really. Yeah, James Harden just had
0: that quote recently. I, I'm not Ooh. a system guy. I am the system. Yeah. It was really, really cringy. So, but anyway, so i Ra raw is like super Edelman to me. It doesn't matter who you put around him. He's going to be open in an area of the field that they want to exploit
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: want to use. And he's so good at it. He's so good at, at finding um, gaps in zone coverage quickly and beating them and then beating guys downfield. It's, it's a really, really useful skill set right now, the way defenses are playing. so i don't True. I don't see, yeah, I don't see them going away from him as far as targets go. So i think that he'll get his it, uh, probably you know seven to nine targets a game, and with his um, with his ability, his efficiency in with those targets is gonna be uh, really high up there with some of the other guys. So that's why I have him in that tier. Um, I think he'll just continue to produce. And you probably have a three- to five-year window of that production. That's how I see it. That's fair. Um, With Tyreek, yes. The window is very limited. And when it goes, it's probably going to go all at once. But he can get 30 points in a week, which other guys can't. Exactly. So he's he's by far the number one fantasy non-quarterback super flex asset right now. Like, as far as if you are competing in a fantasy game, you want Tyreek Hill over anyone else. So just because of that, because he can win you your league, and there's at least this year and next year as a window, most likely, that's why I have him in that tier. Just because he's so much better than everyone else on a point basis. If I was – if you were a competitor (laughs) – and you
1: had Tyreek Hill, right? You probably not give it a buck. But what if I came to you and said, Listen, what do you want me to add to CD Lamb to get Tyreek Hill? What would you ask for?
0: Well, in the real world, that's, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to add to CD Lamb. I have them in the same. That's
1: room. a good, okay, that's a good answer. But, One's... In fact,
0: I have Ceedee Lamb
1: one spot above Tyreek. Right, me and you, both right. Like have but... have him above. But the vibes is the vibe. Mean, right? Like Tyreek's out there scoring thirty a week in a flashy offense. <coughs> Lamb's just starting to come on. I think I think probably he still carries
0: more value in the streets for at least a little I have, while. I have two Tyreek shares, and, and in both leagues, I'm I believe nine and one, and in first place. So, if you're the second place team coming to me, or you know, if you, yeah, I don't know, like plus a first, I guess, just to get me to move off. But I still don't, I still don't know what to do it, but I'd have to be stupid not to. But it's still, I feel like going to cost me my championship this year if I do that. uh, You know,
1: Lamb has overtaken Hill. On KTC, by the way. So that's interesting. That's something I didn't expect. But I guess, you know, recency bias and all that. You know, Tyreek had a bye week. Um, All right. So we talked about um, in the offseason and going into the year that like huge tier of like somewhere at like 18 or 19 all the way down to like the early 30s is this huge mishmash of 700,000 wide receiver twos. Neither of us has that anymore. I've got multiple smaller tiers in that window. You kind of have a huge tier, but it's like shifted. You have essentially like wide receiver. I don't know, like six to twenty-one in this huge tier of like fifteen guys. Yeah, and interestingly, Diggs isn't there. So, what's going on with that? Uh, Not just a Diggs no, thing, but what? How, why I, is that? Why are you lumping? Like the Garrett Wilsons in a lot of the world with the Nico Collins. It's and not exactly.
0: Yeah. It's not exactly. A list of this is the order in which I would trade for a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I'm not saying because I have DK a bunch of spots above digs that I would trade digs for DK. I'm not saying I would do that. In fact, I, I don't think I would. If Agreed. I Yeah. Um, <clears throat> These, I maybe I should have given them names, the tiers. Have names, okay. Yeah. Right? So the 6 to 21 or whatever that is, is um, young guys with upside that are dynasty wide receiver two twos right now. Right. Okay. Guys that have the potential to be wide receiver 1, but right now they're wide receiver 2s in my mind. And then the next tier is pretty simple. Old guys. These are the old guys that are still good and have an expiration date. And this is the order in which I like them. And you see, I mean, it's sad, but like I literally have Devontae Adams below locket because of what's happened there. It has nothing to do with Devontae Adams.
1: I'm an ageist who was low on Adams going into the season, and I still have him. I don't know, like 18, you know, in a tier with, uh, uh, cup and, uh, DK and, uh, uh,
0: let me see here. Hold on. Uh, so my old guy's tier is, uh, Keenan Allen, yeah. Diggs cup. I have Debo in there, even though he's not an old guy, because of the style he plays, he's old. Like he's gonna, he's gonna age out fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um, okay. Mike Evans, Lockett, Devontae Adams, Godwin. Like, that's my old guy tier. I I like all of them still. I think all of them, to different degrees, um, can help you win a championship this year. Like, uh, Keenan Allen and Diggs especially. Those are guys that should be targets for um, contenders. Um, But also, Cup is a little more... Not sure what we're going to get. Right? Because we've seen a few bad weeks, even with Stafford. So, um he's also got comp- competition with Pukas. Like, now, like, we've seen a week or two where it's been one or the other. So, we're not sure that yeah. we're going to get... Like, I'm not sure that Cooper Cup has just said it every week in my lineup. Uh, get me 20 to 30 points. I don't know that that... You know, he may scrape to get 10 points some weeks.
1: As a As someone who is competing this year would you add to zay flowers to get keenan allen
0: i don't think you should have to i think that if i all right if we we spent a lot of time actually last night on on war games talking about um what a contender would have as far as his arsenal to trade away and what a non-contender might have to trade and um, we were talking about Devonte Smith, and I think what we said would be um, Zay Flowers and the contenders first. Mm-hmm. That's fair, right? So now Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen's in a very similar tier of Devante, with Devonte Smith, but for a different again for a different reason. He's he's just a league winner right now. He's just such a badass, but. The window, he's 31. So the window is really short. You know, but if you like his style, his style though is the kind of guy that can play forever. You know, he could play
1: until he's 34. He doesn't rely on just on speed, right? So I'm at so, so if, but okay, so let me, let me play the other, the other person in the DMs. Burrow, Keenan Allen scoring points right now. Jay Flowers is like the number two option, getting these weird, mostly low A dot targets from Lamar. And you can't tell one week or the other whether the offense is going to be good or not. He's okay, but he's not really ever going to be a wide receiver. We wide receiver one, like you know, come on, Keeping, like he's a league winner. Like,
0: All right, well, I, I mean, I my answer is that I see Jay Flowers as outperforming his late first um, pick so far. I see him worth a, like it a mid first and I do see him potentially as a wide receiver one within a year or two. So at least a high wide receiver two might get into that mishmash, mishmash that, tier that I have there. Um, in fact, do, do I have, no, I don't have him in that tier. But um, if you don't see him that way, I understand. I'm not going to argue with you. That's how I see him. Can we talk about other assets that I have so you're not so I can't
1: squeeze a second a contender's second on top of Zay Flowers for my Keenan Allen. What else? What else do I get for that? Can I get a third? Yeah, I'll throw in it. I'll throw I'll throw in a third and Keontae Ingram. Ew,
0: in no, case one of your running backs Parker. gets hurt. <laughs> no, they just signed Michael Carter.
1: Oh, did they? I didn't I didn't catch that. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, that happened today. They, well, they they claimed him off of waivers from the Jets.
1: Okay. Good for him.
0: Good for him. It's easy. Yeah. Season. Now, now the Jets don't have two Michael Carters. I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think that's why they did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it's too confusing. Like, it's, it's, Not it's, the fact we, that he sucks. <laughs> we you change your name? No. Okay, you're cut. <laughs> the other guy's more valuable. Um, I want to talk to you about um this tier that I have that includes a couple disappointing guys, guys that were going second, third round in redraft and sometimes in Dynasty 2. And they've been disappointing for various reasons, although obviously not all their fault. Some of it was injury. But so this is my tier of 10 to 15, right? And it's like these are mostly young guys who I think have gobs of talent. And in a year or two when... Diggs is 31 when you know when Hill is 30 and, and all that. Uh it, you know, I think could be challenging guys like, you know, um Garrett Wilson and Olave as far as like value goes, right? Okay. Waddle, Higgins, DeVonta Smith, JSN, Ayuk, and London. Right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. that's I have that, all of them. I think they're like you know? right below the like elitish alphas. And right above the, like, fringy guys like the DKs and the Pittmans and the Christian Kirks.
0: I See, I have DK up there. Um, I probably like him better than you do. Uh, he's being held back by his quarterback this year.
1: Mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm.
0: the story. Um, Addison I have in that group.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he's shown quite a bit this year. He's definitely better than – he's at least shown his, like, 105, 106 status.
1: I'm worried because he needs – I think he needs an alpha. And I don't – and he's stuck there for his whole rookie contract, and we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Like, if the quarterback – if Josh Dobbs gets a bridge contract to be, like, the Minnesota quarterback next year, I don't want it much to do with Jordan Addison. I mean I, like John, I think
0: I like Josh Dobbs for fantasy. I think he'll sling yeah. it and put up some numbers. Um he'll yeah. also throw a shit ton of picks and fumble it all away. But I don't that doesn't matter to me. I'm not a Vikings fan. Yeah. It, for fantasy, I think Josh Dobbs is pretty good. Pretty good for um wide receiver numbers and tight end numbers. But also, so I agree with all of that. In fact, you pretty much named like all the players I have right below Alavion and Wilson's like Waddle, DeVonta, all those guys. The players I would add to that, like I said Addison, Hollywood, Nico Collins, Zay Flowers, and Pukas. Okay.
1: Um so let's Hollywood, I like him. Those guys un- are on the fringe under- of that tier, by the way. I think he's been undervalued and underrated. And Kyler is back. And looking good. he And he is looking good. And he's gotten peppered with targets before. I don't know what the overall ceiling of that offense is. I don't know, you know, what the quarterback situation is going to be next year. You know, I'm probably too low on him just based on like this season, just being disappointed like three weeks in a row in DFS because he's had shitty quarterbacks and things like that. So I'm probably too low on him. Um, now, um, DK, you know, I, again, I think great talent. We were expecting some positive regression because he got a lot of end zone targets last year, but I was expecting negative regression for Gino, and he is kind of stuck there, and I think JSN has more talent. And uh, Addison, what we already talked about. And who was the other guy? Zay? I'm sorry. Did you say Nico? Oh, Nico. Yeah, let's talk about him. Uh, I love that guy. <laughs> I love Nico. I've liked him for a few years. 6'4", underused at Michigan. He's come, you know, he's under the radar. Can you get him a quarterback? Look at his game log. Yeah. He's had a couple duds, a couple spike weeks. And then I think the, the way we had this argument, the way the offense, the way the offense runs, I think favors tank Dell. I'm not saying tank Dell is as good, uh, as good an athlete or as good a wide receiver or whatever. As Nico Collins, the way the offense runs, I think Tank Dell is going to benefit more. So I'm actually, the low, I've actually lowered is. Nico and I've raised Tank Dell above Nico. Same the tier way, now. But, Steve,
0: yeah, you've 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 actually brought up, you've opened a whole world now with this discussion. Oh, so great! A whole I've, new I've world. Like, are we gonna yes, fly yes. on a
1: magic carpet? Are you gonna are you gonna show me? Uh, I'm sorry. I can show you the, the, the undiscovered.
0: Um, what's the Indian, um, the Kama Sutra? I'm going to say, the Kama oh. Sutra on a flying carpet.
1: Yeah, awesome, <laughs> lovely. Number I actually one. saw I saw that in the movie theaters when I was younger. Have you seen
0: the live action one with Will Smith? No. Come on. Thank God. Thank, thank the Lord that you have never seen that. Even yeah. We don't believe there's a Lord, but thanks Zeus or whoever you people believe in, do not ever attempt. He sinks, and he's not a singer, even though he was a rapper. He's not a singer. Trust me, he's not. He's. I'm not no one to judge when someone's flat. That dude was flat and off key yeah, the entire yeah. time. So, Nico Collins is discount T Higgins, right? And he. It's the same skill set, it's starting to look very similar, big and fast, and can get separation. Um, the problem is, like you, you touched on it, right? The offense favors Tank Dell because offenses favor Tank Dell's skill set now because of this high safety, playing back, daring people to beat you underneath. That's what Tank Dell does, right? So big X receivers, boundary receivers like Nico Collins, where you need to have them. Like every team still needs to have a guy that can line up on the outside and beat press one-on-one or teams will just do that and shut down your little guys, right? So you have to have a Nico Collins to keep people um, honest and he'll win quite a bit because he's a superior talent like T. Higgins. The problem is like Jamar Chase and Tank Dell play this role that they can just be moved around all over the place and exploit matchups and zones and while they haven't the anchor to draw that outside coverage. You follow what I mean? Yeah. So the way the way everything sets up now with this modern game, that big X receiver that's big and fast and can get separation and win contested balls just isn't as valuable as it used to be. And it's not going to be going forward until we get another adjustment, right? Until we start playing. I, it's just my guess that if teams start playing power uh, power run game, power football. With full Which back we were told they were doing line, more this year. Well, I did see uh, someone had a fullback out there. It might have been Washington. But anyway. Um, CJ Ham. <laughs> all of this to say these bigger X receivers are probably going to be less valuable. Um, Keon Coleman coming out. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, I might be, I might be happier with someone like uh, Roman Dunze than just because of the skill set. I think is probably more suitable. So let me. So oh, I'm sorry. Go like ahead. Big, so like the bigger guy, the bigger guys just aren't as suited to move, aren't, aren't as suited to be move pieces because they're not quick and they're not open um, in a phone booth like a lot like Tank Dell. So. Uh, yeah. Whereas I think Nico Collins has, is the superior athlete in a way, is, is is superior talent in a classic football sense. Like in the modern, in the ultra modern game, I guess it's not as as useful. Although I still love him. You know, I still love him. he's a great player. He's just yeah. You're probably right. Like Tank Dell is probably gonna spike more. But then there are going to be weeks where Tank Dell is just completely invisible. So, a knock on
1: Nico is it's not just that it's the different defenses that are favoring Tank Dell, and the or maybe this is the one and the same thing. But the way it was described, I, I love the way this description: um, the Shanahan style offense, which Slowick is on that tree, right? everything's a run play even if it's a pass the idea is you get guys into space to yak and that's essentially a run play right and that's what i mean by like it's not just like what defenses are doing it's what Slowick wants to do like he wants to run that type of offense to to get it to to tank dell quickly and to get cj stroud with the good timing and all and it's working but also like when they, if they ever get a run game, you know, like if, if Damien Pierce ever learns how to run in a zone scheme or what, like, or if they, or if they, um, they draft a, like, that's going to hurt everybody. So that's another knock for him. Although I think what's also in his favor, and this was pointed out to me by Josh Norris from underdog. They do a great podcast every Sunday night. It's really great. So apparently what Slowick is doing is instead of starting out with, Like some guys on the boundary, he starts with everybody more condensed, closer to the formation. Mm -hmm. He does that more often than other coaches do. And that actually allows you to use different parts of the field more and the defense knows what you're doing less instead of starting already on the outside and then breaking in or that sort of thing. So that could help, Nico, right? You just sacrifice leverage. All right. So... Um, but so, so so if all um, this is true, then why do you have Nico so high?
0: Well, because he's not bad at those things that you were just describing. Okay. So, um, he's still good at running with the ball in his hands. And he's like, I said, he's still big and fast and he can break tackles and he can get open. He can get open quickly, just not the way that tank Dell can think of him as T Higgins, you know, and and Cincinnati's offense isn't that different. So some. Some folks think T. Higgins is fancy Mike Williams,
1: but you like Mike Williams, so that's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I think fancy Mike.
0: Williams, I think fancy Mike Williams is a good player. Damn good yeah. player, actually. Yeah. And I, think I think fancy Mike fancy Williams, Mike Williams, Williams would fancy.
1: be. <laughs> but fancy Mike Williams would be pretty frustrating for fantasy, don't you think? I mean, I mean, in Mike, that no, tier, I think Mike
0: Williams is frustrating for fantasy, and yeah. well, I think he's pretty much off most people's radars at this point, but. He's if he he just seems like a numbskull to me. You know, he's gonna he's he's gonna make an amazing acrobatic play and then fall directly on his back and break a vertebrae. So
1: in that tier, I have let, oh, let's put them in buckets, right? I'd say T. Higgins and Drake London are in a bucket. And then guys like Waddle, Devontae, and JSN and Ayuk are in another bucket. Different yeah, types of players. So, <laughs> so
0: different, definitely different types of players. The so, should I move Higgins Drake. down because the
1: boundary guys like it should? Should I be valuing a JSN and IU, a Devonta Smith, and a Waddle before I value a T Higgins because of the way the NFL now is? Probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's very fair. Drake and Drake is even a more extreme example than T because he doesn't have the speed and quickness and he doesn't you know, have he, the coaching and usage. Right, or quarterback, so Mm. I mean, that could all change for T.
1: The reason I have T at 11 above a couple of those guys, I'm baking in the he's going to be an alpha somewhere next year
0: thing. Is that stupid? Yeah, I don't. uh, For all of the reasons that we just discussed, T. Higgins isn't really suited to be an alpha. Mm. More of a complimentary guy wherever he goes. But if he's a it, it, see it's it's what Chris Harris calls a crutch argument so you can argue it either way mm-hmm. right if he goes somewhere where Jamar Chase isn't hogging all of the targets then he should do better but if he goes somewhere where Jamar Chase isn't drawing all of the coverage he shouldn't do as well so you can argue it both ways
1: I want to talk about
0: Jahan Dotson a guy sure. that I was
1: high on, a lot of people were high on going into the season. There was a little bit of touchdown cologne in his, you know, rookie year, but there were signs mm-hmm. that like, you know, he could, he could develop and, and be good. What's worrying me is there's some film people who are much better at watching film than I am, who are saying like, he's, I think he's got like mentally getting out of it because the way that B enemy mm-hmm. rotates the wide receiver so much, like when he's not getting as many snaps and routes, and then also, like, he'll be on the field and you just see him, like, not like completing a route. Like, there'll be like a, like, a, the way they call it a mesh where there's like double crossers or something like that. Right. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, he's not the primary. And so, like, towards the end of the route, he's just kind of like floating out there towards like nowhere where he can get the ball. And like, people are sort of like saying it, he's, 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 he's frustrated and he's mentally out of it. To me, that's a convenient excuse because then, then I can say, okay, well, it's not talent. Then, then, then maybe there's some hope they get a new coach in there or whatever. But, you know, Bianami will probably stay maybe, but Rivera's out, Sweet. blah, 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 right? But what do you think about that? What do you, what's your take on Dotson
0: this year? All right. So I, I haven't watched much of him. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's more concerning because it's not talent. Right, Right. because he has the talent. So if it's mental, man, that's harder to that's hard to fix. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. it's just an unknown. It's out there in the ether. I don't know who the coach is going to be next year. I don't know if they can fix that or not. So it it has to be a negative, like a huge Mm -hmm. negative. And like you said, that's the one thing that I've really noticed with their offense is that it's Terry McLaurin is the focus, and then. Everybody else is the same person. And they all wear the damn same, they're all, I think they're literally two, three, four, five. It drives me crazy. I don't know which, I don't know if it's Byron Pringle or Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson out there. Or now Jameson Crowder. (laughs) They all look exactly the same. So I have no idea. And it's, it's really irritating. And he really does rotate them as if they're the same person. It, Terry McLaurin is the only one that distinguishes himself there. And um, I'm sorry, but I, I failed to mention him. He's right there um, behind Devontae Smith for me because of that. Because <laughs> of the fact that he's one of the few players in all of fantasy football that you know is going to get targets and put up your 15 to 20 points every week. You know, it's so very rare that it's like where was McClure? and no he doesn't have a lot of spike weeks he, um the upside is probably a little limited although the more that offense grows maybe maybe it's there because he has the he has the talent to be a wide receiver one i don't ever really think he'll get there cuz he just seems one, like one of those guys that's destined to never really get to always be kind of a wide receiver two but he's just a solid af man all day for me okay so
1: I have a blind spot for McLaurin because to me, he kind of has worn the tag of disappointment slash get him a quarterback, which basically makes him blood brothers with DJ Moore. Mm -hmm. but, and I I agree with, you know, generally your, 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 your take on his talent, but I think this is half PPR, right? But, His game locks this year, 3.1 wide receiver, 67, 11.4, 26, 4.1 wide receiver, 63, 8.6. I'm not going to read you the wide receiver numbers. Just look at the points, right? 8.6, 4.9, 8.1, 9.0, 12.3 in week eight. Yeah. Um, So add a a little bit of spice. 7.3 at New England, 3.3 at Seattle just this past week. had a nice game in the second game against Philly. That was a really good game. Uh, and that you know and that's the only time he's been above 12 this year.
0: all right and PPR is he suffering from the same thing right, so 9 point8 19 19 18 16 11 27 13 19. he's had two games all season under 11 points is exactly what I was just saying oh shit. that's in PPR this is set
1: on fucking standard my bad okay I'm sorry. All right, no, yeah, right. Th- that look that looks a
0: little better. Okay. 9.6, 15, yeah, yeah. 19, 18, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15, 11, 27. Like I just traded for him twice because of this. So yeah. what do you think of these two trades?
1: So yeah, so actually with, with PPR, he's only been single digits under 10 points three times out of 10 weeks. Like his his ceiling game is 17.3, right? But so it's not like he's gonna win you a week, In but PPR? that's but that's solid. That's, I mean, no, according I mean, to fan- I mean, according to fantasy things.
0: pros, yeah. yeah, right, okay. So, I traded Cooper Cup for TMC and a twenty five second. Oh, all day. Yeah, right. All day, and I just told you how
1: frustrated I am with with McLaurin, but yeah, all day, right? And I traded, I have, and I have Cup ranked above
0: TMC still, yeah. But yeah, I'm doing that all day. So- In a C2C league where the draft is so depleted that like A.T. Perry went in the first round this year. Right. So it's like a fourth, like a first, and there's only two rounds, Mm -hmm. right? So they're like, it's like a fourth and a fifth. I traded Mixon a 26 first and 26 second. So like 26 fourth and fifth for TMC. Ooh, that's nice. That's how depressed his value is, man. People, I guess they're not... You know you're not getting the spike weeks, but man, I will take my damn 15 points every week out of this guy. So, and if T- you like Sam Howell, you, you should love TMC because that's his guy. So,
1: where do you have McClaren? Did you not put him in this list, or am I just not reading
0: it quickly? I forgot. Yeah, I have oh, him okay. right after, right after Devontae Smith, right before T. Higgins.
1: See, I can't do that,
0: though, precisely because of,
1: like, he's he's a forever wide receiver, too, Terry McLaurin. Not on his team.
0: It's fantasy. Right. So, all right. So, but he is a wide receiver, too. You know how many guys, like, we talked about this, the whole the wide yeah, receiver yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. Bob, wow. yeah. he's out of, he's always been above that. He'll never be a wide receiver three in in dynasty, right? Until I guess he's old and decrepit. But if he gets a good coach and a good quarterback next year, or he gets a good coach to turn Sam Howell into a good quarterback, then then he can be a wide receiver one. By the way, he Sam Howell is probably here
1: to stay at least for another year or two because when you when you look at these things, you have to ask yourself does this guy seem like the type of guy who is talent wise, one of the like eight to 10 quarterbacks that gets churned every year. And there's a new starting quarterback on eight to 10 teams week one every year. Yes. But his team isn't bad enough to have a really clear path to getting a good new one. I mean, unless what are they going to do? Sign cousins again? You know, like, I don't know that they'll do that. Right. I don't know that the new owner, the the, um, new coach, or GM,
0: or whoever the owners bring in, is going to do that, right? Like they'll more they'll more likely wait until they can get the guy they want. They're not going to bring in a stopgap. They have a stopgap. They might as well just use the one they have. Right. So unless you get a real dick dick face like Josh McDaniels, and he insists on bringing in his own guy and ruining the entire franchise.
1: What a what a. So here's a here's a fun anecdote I heard. Apparently, like, before he left, there was one week where he, he asked, like, Antonio Pierce to make, like, a speech to the team or something like that, like a rah-rah speech or something. And uh-huh. Pierce talked about how when he played for the Giants and they they beat the undefeated Patriots that year or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Apparently, after the rah-rah speech, McDaniels says to Antonio Pierce, don't ever yeah, talk yeah. like that about the Patriots again. Dude, this guy's yeah, still, it doesn't surprise still, me. He's still living in, like... I was on the Patriots. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Here's a quick one. Um, Was heard saying when they were starting their third string quarterback or whatever. Don't worry, boys. I can turn a high schooler into a pro bowler. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, said that to, like, the locker room. And then um, (laughs) the story that I read is that he traded Peyton Hillis because his wife thought he was hot. I mean, that's a guy who, like, he traded a player because his wife was probably banging him. And he
1: inherited – listen, Jay Cutler was <laughs> mediocre, but he inherited Jay Cutler and, and said, no, I want Brock Osweiler or whatever the hell they did yeah, that year. Right. Like,
0: like he, brought, he ruins teams. Carr was fine last year. He wasn't great, but he and Devontae Adams had a real thing, you know, and he's like, nope, Jamie G., Does Carr end or –
1: like, Winston seems better for Olave so far than than Carr. There's this, like, weird, like, Carr and Olave aren't on the same page, and Winston instantly targets Olave and all that. Does the quarterback situation in New Orleans in general
0: worry you about a guy like Olave? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but only to a degree. It'll still be good enough. We may need to wait for him to really ascend you know, like Garrett Wilson could for a year. Poor Garrett Wilson. Mm -hmm. Poor, poor, poor Garrett Wilson. Stuck again with the worst quarterback in the league.
1: Back to McDaniels. When the team is smoking cigars after a dead cat bounce win, just because you're gone and they're celebrating that hard off of (laughs) like winning nothing. Yeah. You're an asshole.
0: Yeah, all those old Patriot coaches are like that, right? Yeah. It's the same shit about Patricia. They all hated his ass. So, Darius Slay hates him.
1: We talked about the the ex the boundary guys, right? And sort of, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't know, like Michael Pittman, right? Definitely at the beginning of the year, you know, was like Ooh, Richardson's targeting him.